This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 7, Episode 9. Episode 9 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today, we're excited to talk to some of our own staff members. We're talking with our elementary school principal, Zach Brem, and he's principal at Salisbury Elementary School. Prior to his time in Salisbury, Zach was an assistant principal and special education teacher in Allentown. He considers himself a lifelong learner by immersing himself in home projects, car repairs, puzzles, and games. Zach enjoys spending time in the great outdoors, camping with his family and friends. So welcome to the podcast, Zach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. So let's get a conversation started with a story about how you became interested in leadership. That's an interesting question. Uh, funny enough, I wasn't interested in leadership. Um, I was very comfortable in my role as a special education teacher. I had no aspirations to um, become an administrator. However, uh, through leadership in the building that I was in, the principal um, saw leadership ability um, in my practices and encouraged me to shift gears and consider going into uh, educational leadership. And I followed her guidance and ultimately ended up loving it and became a head teacher at that school and um, assisted with administrative tasks when she wasn't able to be in the building. And ultimately it led me to then uh, pursue an assistant principal role and now a principal role, which I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> It, it reminds me or make, gives me the connection of how important we are as leaders um, in identifying leadership in others and encouraging others to look for opportunities and see things that they may not see in themselves. And probably many of us have a similar story that another leader um, inspired us or asked us questions or encouraged us to consider what might be, what might be next, what might be the next way to serve in education. If there is one, you know, some of our teachers will always love being teachers and that's their expertise. And, you know, we need them too, <laughs> for sure. And I think through the, the role of uh, building leadership as well, you still have that opportunity to interact with students on, on a very regular basis, which was something that I was concerned about, um, being a teacher and not being able to do that, um, shifting to an administrative role. But um, if anything, you have more of an impact on students as, as a building principal. So let's talk about some of the things that you do as a leader. And one of the items on our agenda for our conversation today is this thing called Walk and Talk Wednesdays. So tell our listeners, what are Walk and Talk Wednesdays? 
So walk and talk Wednesdays is something that I came up with as a result of our school district going um, to a full virtual model due to the pandemic. We had a, a structure in our schedule which provided some time during the week for professional development and connecting with staff, um, time for, for team members to collaborate and you know, trying to put into practice and uh, model for our staff that you know, Zoom sessions and, and things like that may not be the best opportunity to connect for, for everyone. And um, sometimes there's an individual touch that's, that's needed um, to, to connect with staff members and to build a sense of community. So I first started by um, structuring the walks, utilizing that time that was, was able to be used within our schedule and, and finding that time and keeping that time sacred on, on my calendar as well. Um, so they're 20 minute sessions where the staff members have a choice if they'd like to go for a walk outside, if they'd like to go for a walk inside the building, if they just want me to visit their classroom, if they wanna come down here to the office where um, that time is dedicated to, to them, for me to listen to them and to assist them in, in clearing any barriers or problem solving, um, hearing to any, you know, listening to any personal issues that they, they may have as well um, that are impacting their practice and how can I help? How can we make things better? So um, that, that's what the structure is. Uh, I, I think there's a connection there certainly to make things more individualized or personalized as well. Um, and to dedicate that time to that individual to make sure that you're um, completely conscious in that moment and giving them the, the time that they need. And you're not distracted by email or um, you know voicemails or text messages going off related to the day. It's a chance to disconnect and give them all of your attention. So one of the connections I'm making is we talk a lot about learner-centered education and that we start with the learner, and you've sort of transplanted that idea to the to the adult level. So as the principal, you're cognizant and, and empathetic and, and really in tune with and building that relationship with the staff member so that you can learn with them and that they can you can learn together. That's a, that's a really good connection, Randy, and I think that you know, as educators, if we model expectations for our students that they in turn will then um, follow through on those practices as well. And I, I believe in that with our staff as well. So if I'm modeling the way for our staff, how do they create those opportunities for our students as well? So before we talk about what's working and why this has been successful for you, let's talk about how can other leaders get this set up if they want to consider this practice. Um, you know, what did, what did you have to do? What's the operational side of it? So I, one of, one of the, the things that happens a lot in administration um, or lives in general is things get busy and you may make a, an effort to provide this opportunity. And then as things get busy and meetings get scheduled, that, that time gets occupied. So the, the first thing that I would suggest is looking at your schedule or uh, the opportunities that the, the teacher schedule provides you to be able to create some time to connect with staff and then block out that time on your schedule. Uh, don't allow meetings to be scheduled there when you can um, and, and hold that time sacred so that way um, staff know that's a time that you're available to be able to connect with them. Then it would be determining how many blocks of time you can schedule 
during that that period of time. For me, I, I have the benefit right now of us being in in a virtual model, so I have some more time to to be able to to fit in more meetings. I can fit in um, approximately four or five walks within an afternoon that are 20 minutes in time, which is beneficial. Now, should we shift to a different model, of course, that time may look different um, across the week. It may be in the mornings or it may be um, during their prep period if they want to connect or something like that. But taking a look at your calendar and, and keeping that time um, as, as available to staff is, is something that's, that's important. Um, and then also a, a method for staff to sign up that is accessible to them. We utilize uh, a Google Doc to sign up for for a session. However, I've also had staff who, who've approached me uh, during a block of time, say there was a block open and said, you know, do you have some, some time now? I'd, I'd like to walk with you. And they haven't signed up on that form. And as long as that block of time is free, um, I'm typically available during that time. So I think just communicating to staff how to sign up and um, how to approach and that it's really up to them what the structure of that walk would look like give give us a glimpse into like what do these walks look like what's what's been successful what's working and uh is there anything that you change about them as you've learned through this process through the first month here or so so september and october are beautiful months in the state of pennsylvania especially eastern pennsylvania we are at the base of South Mountain. So at this point, the um, the leaves are, are starting to change colors. It's a beautiful scenery outside. So most of our staff are are signing up to take walks outside at this point. It, it's really nice to, to be able to step away from the computer um, and, and the day-to-day -day, uh, types of tasks that we have um, in each of our roles to be able to walk outside. So most staff is leaning towards, towards those walks. We have had rain um in the forecast and we've basically utilized the hallways and stairwells to walk inside when we when we have to um something that that's certainly working is that those personalized and individualized conversations with staff and they range anywhere from um challenges within their position to um is, uh, time restraints as far as uh you know our instructional assistance and supporting students in a virtual model um challenges with technology and and things like that um addressing processes and and procedures and um clarifying things for staff but doing that on an individual basis and there's also a connectivity there as well that i don't think would occur in a small group meeting so Essentially, you're, you're having a natural conversation as you're walking. I think it helps to um, show, number one, that you're accessible, but also that um, you may share some of the same challenges that that individual has as well. You know, you're a human being, you, you have feelings and um, you have family struggles and um, you have logistical challenges similar to what they have. And I think it's just a time to, to problem solve in general. So it sounds like it's been fairly successful and Randy connected earlier to um, the idea of it being a learner-centered leadership practice. How would you con connect the practice to our own profile of a graduate um, learning beliefs and even building the four C's, communication, creativity, collaboration, and critical thinking with staff um, 
modeled through your leadership and, and eventually them modeling it with their learners as well. So I think in, in some of these conversations and, and during some of these walks that um, some of the conversations may tap into all four of the C's and sometimes it's just one of them. Another area, and I know I've, I've touched on it being personalized and, and relevant and individualized, but we're also a leader in me building as well. And we practice the seven habits. So the, these conversations even connect to the seven habits and multiple habits. You know, we're um, think win-win where we're, we're putting our brains together to come up with um, sometimes an alternative that is a better idea than that each of us brought to the table during those conversations. Uh, certainly seeking first to understand, listening empathetically to the individual, not to respond, but to understand first, and then think critically about that and, and come up with a solution. And it's also an opportunity to, to sharpen the saw. Um, step away from that screen, get out, get moving. Uh, this taps into wellness as well. Um, breathing in fresh air, taking a mask break during this pandemic is certainly a, a positive that, that uh, staff look forward to as, as I do myself. Well, it's funny, I happened to look out the window and for our listeners, um, the building which Zach is leading right now is, you know, literally right outside Randy's and Mai's offices. And I happened to look outside the door and there were three teachers walking and talking. And that's the first time that I noticed that from the beginning of the school year. And I just wonder if, you know, if starting this conversation maybe gives teachers permission to walk and talk or creates a culture that walking and talking is something to be valued. And it's a good way to spend some of your, your um, prep time or your lunch time talking with your colleagues and brainstorming and reflecting on what's going well and, and probably uncovering some, some things that aren't going well and looking to your colleagues for advice or um, suggestions. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'm happy to hear that they're walking outside and, and taking that opportunity to, to connect with each other. Yeah. Sounds like a uh, sort of innovative way of thinking about looking at the silver lining within what many people are considering to be not such a silver lined thing like a pandemic. So uh, really appreciate that you've thought outside the box, created this opportunity, which clearly people uh, along with yourself are finding engaging and, and valuable as well. So let's wrap up our conversation. Let's sort of zoom up to the 35,000 foot level, looking at leadership in general. Zach, as a principal, as an instructional leader, what kinds of things are you looking to, to grow in and work on this year in your school? So uh, this school year has provided us with a, a unique opportunity. Our school district has reconfigured and we originally had two elementary schools, which are now condensed into one new elementary school, Salisbury Elementary School. And um, it provides an opportunity to build a new school culture. And that starts you know, with things like the walk and talk Wednesday and bringing staff together. I, I really wanna create a community with our teachers that uh, number one, staff don't want to leave and they, they want to stay here. Um, and I mean, not only for their career, but at the end of the day, uh, connecting with other staff members, connecting with students. When we have a chance to have students back in the building, I also want the school to be a hub of the community and students excited about 
coming to school here, not only in kindergarten, but as they transition to grade level to grade level, even, even as they transition to our middle school, in loving learning, loving the experience that they, they've had in our building specifically, um, reinvigorating their, their um, inspiration to wanna be learners, to, to um, saturate their minds with as much opportunities as possible to find what interests them and to personalize their, their instruction as well to prepare them for what lies ahead and that transition to, to middle school. And um, I think by bringing both of our elementary schools together, we have an opportunity to do that. And I wanna strike while the iron is hot, certainly. And um, Randy, you had mentioned about silver linings earlier in our, our conversation. And I think that this is one of those opportunities that the pandemic has kind of brought us with the virtual model. Um, our grade level teams and departments really have had to work closely together um, to, to come together and prepare for the launch of this virtual model. And it's been overwhelmingly successful. And that I, I attribute to, to our staff uh, working well together and coming together um, because they had to. And they've, they've adapted certainly and they've, they've realized the strengths in each other to be able to, to move forward to, to best support their students. Well, thank you, Zach, for taking the time to really focus on um, building our collaborative school culture. And um, this is one great example of a way that you're creating time for con connections and conversation. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. To learn more about Zach's school, you can visit uh, the website linked in the show notes. And each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how can you create time for conversations and connections with your staff? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode nine. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other educators practicing during this pandemic. Thanks again, Zach. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments, you can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.